This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hopeland Church. Excited to be preaching this word to you. This is part three, folks, deliverance. Uh, And talking about this, we are going to talk about other just subject matter around the notion of deliverance, okay? And so today we're going to talk about the authority of the believer, okay? We got to talk about it, right? When we talk about deliverance, you talk about, um, when you talk about demonic powers, we got to talk about our authority. We got to, and some of this um, is going to be just an encouragement to you, a reminder, maybe just stir up your faith in regards to this. And maybe for some of you, this might be something new, uh, you know, something profoundly new to you um, because um, in some circles of, Christianity, you just don't hear a lot of teaching on this, but it is um, sound um, doctrine nonetheless, okay? So this is just basic. It's just not only connected to deliverance. I mean, this is, when you talk about the authority of a believer, you're really speaking of the believer, just being a believer, okay? So um, let's jump in, okay? I I really hope you enjoyed uh, worship and um I know we're about to um, go into a conference this Friday. Um, it's in person um, this weekend. So if the, those of you that are um, in and around the area, please come by. Uh, we're going to have a guest speaker this um, Friday, uh, Friday night, uh, Richard Mulder. We're going to be worshiping. A lot of people from out of town are going to be flying in, out of state, actually. Uh, we have a, a number of people registered for the conference um, that we're hosting called All In in partnership with uh, our friends from Mess Halls, which is a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a community of Christians that crosses state and city churches. It's, it's a community of believers. Um, and the basis of that is uh, these uh, folks are somehow involved or connected to the skateboard industry uh, or skateboarding. Um, and so uh, we're doing a conference here this weekend, preaching, teaching, um, on Sunday, we're doing a, uh, a family Sunday. We've got tacos, aguas frescas, rice and beans, a whole nine. After church, we're going to be hanging out right here in our facility, in our back parking lot. We're going to be hanging out. So anyway, I know our people doing announcements probably already said that. I apologize for repeating it. As you can tell, I'm a little excited about this weekend. So make an effort to come and hang out with us and worship with us. So let's jump in, okay? Deliverance. Um, say this with me. Say, I need deliverance. Say this with me. Say, I've been delivered. Okay. So here we go. Father, thank you for your word. Speak to us. Uh, Lord, anoint this moment and let us be changed. God, challenge us spiritually. Lord, speak to us. Stir us in the things of God. Stir us in spiritual matters and do a work in us, God, uh, for this week and, and for our lives. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. All right, let's go. I'm gonna I'm gonna share three scriptures, okay? Three portions, kind of quick. So we're just gonna come out the gate, scripture, 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 and then I'm gonna start um, maybe just teaching on it a little bit. But let's go. We're gonna go kind of quick. I just wanna just say these, bam, bam, bam. Read them out of the word, and then we'll get into some of the content as well. So once again, authority of the believer. That's what we're talking about. But First uh, John chapter three, uh, verse eight. First John three. Verse eight, and here we go. Um, He who sins is of the devil. That means he who lives a lifestyle of sin. 
That means outside of Christ, we all are. I know this is an intense statement, but the word says it. And there's uh, there, there, there's doctrinal uh, theological backing for this, just even outside of this one verse. But outside of Christ, you know, we are influenced by the devil. Doesn't matter who it is. Doesn't matter um, every human. We are all born into sin, subject to sin, can't help but sin. So he who lives a lifestyle of sin is of the devil. Come on now. That means God goes for all of humanity. Thank God for forgiveness. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for deliverance. Okay. He who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. Okay. This is why Jesus came, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Okay. Hallelujah. That he might destroy the works of the devil. Jesus, the Son of God, was made manifest, was through the incarnation. Why? That he might destroy the works of the devil. Okay, turn in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 to 10. Okay, Philippians 2, verse 9 and 10. Okay, as you're turning there. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him. Okay, speaking of Jesus coming and dying on the cross, living a sinless life doing life perfectly, okay? Um, obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and those under the earth. So Jesus was manifest to destroy the works of the devil. And as a result of his uh, birth, life, death, burial, resurrection, he has a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every, total, all knees shall bow of those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth. Somebody say, authority of the believer. Next verse, here we go. I can read a lot more. I'm just gonna read three just to lay the foundation. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, 19, and 20. This is Matthew's account of the Great Commission, okay? Uh, Jesus has lived, died, buried. He has risen again, and now he's appearing to his disciples. And in Mark, it speaks about how he rebuked them because of their unbelief and their doubt. And then he said, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. In my name, you will cast out devils. You will heal the sick. You will speak with new tongues, okay? In Matthew's account, verse 18, it says this. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority. Somebody say all authority. Say it again, say all authority. Say it again, say all authority. All right, this is, we're talking about Jesus now. This ain't just some other God, some other way to worship, some other religion. No, Jesus has been given a name that's above every name. And Jesus said to his disciples um, on the after his resurrection said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. That is the God that you serve. That is the God that you worship. All authority, all authority. Somebody say amen. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Okay, so if that's the case, what do we do? Verse 19, go therefore, you're right. Go in this authority, go in this grace, go in this blessing. Somebody say it with me again. Say the authority of 
the believer. Okay, it says go therefore, make disciples. You have authority in the earth to make disciples, to preach the gospel, okay? Of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age, amen. Here it is, here it is. I know I said authority of the believer, but now let's just say it this way. God, here, I know this is simple, but God equals authority, amen, okay? Jesus is God, okay? Born of a virgin, come on, lived a sinless life, a spotless lamb to the slaughter, uh, died a death that we deserved in our stead, in our place. He is the substitute, right? He is the propitiation of our sin. He has appeased the wrath of the Father. He did it. He did it. And what he did, he has now imputed his righteousness to us. But And, and he has now been given a name that's above every name. He, he was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. And all authority has been given to him on heaven and earth. In heaven and earth, God equals authority. Okay? Amen. Okay? Authority is not a bad word. It can be abused by people. Humanity abuses it. God does not abuse it. And if we're right with God, we stay humble before God. The authority he gives us, he, we, don't, we don't have to abuse it, okay? Authority can be abused, but authority is actually the, the concept of, the, of authority. The principle of authority is of God, okay? He, he, God equals authority. So we serve him, we love him, we, 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 we are drawn to him, we, we worship him, um, we walk with him, you know, we, we talk with him, right? Uh, we have a relationship with him. And, and God equals authority, okay? And so when we talk about the authority of the believer, it's because of who God is, okay? It's because of who Jesus is. So we have authority because of him. We, we walk in authority because of God, not because of us. It is not us. It is not of us. It is not from us. It is of God. It is from him. It is through us, okay? So somebody say it when we say God equals authority, all right? He is Lord, okay? We submit to God. Why? He's the authority. He's the authority. Okay, amen? And so now, let's now say it this way. Believer, and now I'm talking about a Christ follower. So if God is authority, so then a believer, believer in, in by definition, okay? Uh, all throughout the scriptures, a believer equals delegated authority. So God is authority and he has delegated authority to us, okay? He has given us Authority, God has delegated to the believer, authority. God, say it again, has delegated authority to us. It's delegated, it is given. It's a grace, it's a privilege, it's a right. Okay, authority. Now I know, can authority be abused? Yes, but God has given it to us and we are stewards of this authority, okay? We're stewards. Now we're talking about deliverance, we're talking about People getting delivered of devils, delivered of strongholds, delivered of mindsets, delivered of habits, delivered of sin, delivered of demonic influence, delivered of witchcraft, delivered of divination, delivered of of uh, any kind of spiritual um, acts, spiritual practice that is demonic. Jesus has come to deliver us. Delivered of lying, delivered of <clears throat> adultery, delivered of fornication, delivered of pornography, uh, delivered of selfishness, delivered of um, spirits of infirmity, uh, spirits of, um, of insanity, spirits of perversion, unclean spirits, okay? All, all of the 
demonic activity, sin, hell, and the devil, God has delivered us and is delivering us, okay? So when it comes to being delivered, freed, set free from this, right? As, as we said before, the definition of deliverance in the Greek is, is God bringing us to himself for himself, okay? So in that, we must understand that you might be struggling with the sin. You might be struggling with some kind of demonic thing, okay, right? And it might have come from your family. It's just normal in your family, you know, to, to, to do um, demonic spiritual incantations or some kind of spirit trying to put stuff in your house to ward off evil spirits. It's just pagan, it's demonic, it's not of God. And it is some type of spiritual practice or activity that is contrary to the worship of Jesus, right? It, it could be something like that, or it could just be some kind of habit you can't shake, and you know it's not of God. You know it's not pleasing to God, and it's a struggle. It might be some kind of spirit of rebellion, okay, or some kind of idolatry. Maybe you're not worshiping some statue and burning incense to some graven image or some. Maybe you are. I don't, you know, but God wants to deliver you of that, but it could just be Maybe, maybe you have an issue with, you, you, you just idolize actors and famous people. I mean, you know, and, and, and I, you know, I understand you can appreciate talent and gifting, but, you know, in our world, you know, people worship athletes. Like, it's, it's just unhealthy. I mean, they literally, they, they won't tell you this, but it's, it can veer off into idolatry, where it's literally the worship of an image and not the worship of God. Okay, so whatever it is, that you may be struggling with or walking through, right? And, and God's heart is to deliver you of it, that he died for it. Uh, and, and, and he desires to deliver us of anything that's not of him, right? Okay, so with all that said, we must understand that we have authority over that. You might be struggling with it, but positionally in Christ, you have authority over it. Amen? So you might, that thing might be, um, have a stronghold in you where you try to break the habit, you try to, and, and you can't, or, you know what I mean? You, you are struggling in reality and the devil will try to condemn you over it, make it worse, right? Whatever it is. But I'm here to tell you positionally, you in the name of Jesus and the authority of the Christ in you, you have authority over it, okay? Look at this, look at this here. You need to memorize this verse, okay? If you haven't already, but Luke chapter 10, verse 19, okay? These are the words of Jesus. Luke 10, 19, behold, I give you the authority. Okay, you can't get any more clear than this right here, okay? The authority of the believer is delegated. How, how do we recognize it as it's not it doesn't come from my humanity i have not i don't own this authority in and of myself why the scripture says behold this is jesus now i give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and which are types of spirits it's represented as as demons in scripture and over all the power of the enemy and over 
all the power of the enemy. I'm going to say it again. And over, not under, over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Say this with me. I have been given divine authority. Okay? So I'm going to give you the definition of this word authority. Okay? It's a Greek word. It's, it's the Greek word exousia. So in some versions, in your, the version you're maybe reading, it might say power. Okay? But a better transliteration, translation of the Greek word exousia is authority. Because it's not like power, like explosive power. Okay? It's not, it's not a, an event of power. It's not, you know, a moment of the power of God per se. This word, it, it is not power in the sense of a moment of power. It is power in the sense of God has given us power. He has given us authority. So this is what this word authority means. And so I hope you're out there taking notes today, all right? But um, this is, the exousia is a right or privilege, okay? It is conferred power or conferred authority. It is delegated empowerment, okay? Behold, I give unto you delegated empowerment or authority, in other words, say that word, right? Authorization, okay? So you in Christ are authorized to operate in divine authority. Operating, it means operating in a designated jurisdiction, okay? Um, Bible says, you know, we are ambassadors of Christ, okay? He sends us out, um, you know, as, as sheep in the midst of wolves, you know? We, we are sent in this world to, from God. Heaven is behind you. The hosts of heaven, angels, the Holy Spirit, you have the word of God, the, the blood of Jesus that has washed you. Come on now, the, the word of the Lord in your mouth and in your heart. Um, you know, you have the spirit of God empowering you and gracing you to do what you're called to do. You have been given exousia, delegated empowerment. You are authorized by God himself because you're a believer. Amen, okay? So, so you may not feel like you're winning at times or you might not feel like you're winning right now, but you are a believer. And so that means that you have authority. Okay, so you might not feel like it, but you have it. You, you might have not exercised it as you should be, but you still have it, okay? You still have it, all right? You, you may not understand what's going on right now. You might even feel confused, like what's going on? What's God doing? What devil's messing with me? How do I get over this? How do I get through this? Um, you know, so you might not understand really what's going on right now, but know this, you still have authority over the enemy. So feelings don't take this away, okay? Trials don't take this away. Trouble does not take this away. And I'm even gonna say this, our mistakes, our mishaps, our shortcomings do not have the authority to strip this authority from us. We must walk in it. We must, we must own it. It's been given. We must be stewards of it. We must not shirk it, push it to the side, and just become spiritually lazy, right? We must activate this. We must walk in this. This is... This is the right of every believer, okay? Though defeated, the devil still tempts, deceives, lies, kills, destroys, and steals, right? Let me say it again. 
though he is defeated. When Jesus was on the cross, he said it is finished and he meant it. He said this in, in, at, at the tail end of Matthew in sending his disciples into the world to plant local church community and to preach the gospel. He says, I've been given authority, therefore go, okay? But here it is, though defeated. How many of you know this, right? This is true. He is defeated, but the devil still tempts. He still deceives. He still lies. He still kills. He still destroys, and he still steals. The devil came. The enemy came, but what? To steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come to give you life and that more abundantly, right? We, the, the devil is defeated because of the cross, because of the resurrection. He is defeated. Come on now. But we must engage in our authority. We must exercise it. We must use it. Okay? We must utilize the authority that God has given us. Let me read this verse here. 1 John, 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you, somebody say Christ in me, he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. No trial, persecution, affliction, etc., has the right or authority to strip you of the authority that God has given you. We must exercise our authority. This brings me to the next point here, okay? Exercise your authority. Exercise it, okay? We're gonna get into how to do that. We're gonna get into some details of how to do this. How do I do this? How do I do this? Some of you know, but I'm gonna encourage you. I hope this, this is gonna just encourage you. Look, at this is who you are, okay? Believer equals authority. It's who you are. All right, it's who you are. You must exercise it. You have authority. You walk into an environment. You, you go into your job. You go, uh, live in your life. Okay, the devil's going to tempt you. All right, that's not, no, no surprise there. The devil's gonna try to deceive you. The devil's gonna try to discourage you. The devil's going to accuse you. Okay, yes, he is. He is still in the earth. He has not been thrown into hell yet. He walks, around, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, okay? So that's the reality, but we have authority. So he's running around doing what he do, but we gotta be doing what we're supposed to be doing. And that is, devil, shut up, get out, go. Come on, somebody say deliverance. We have authority, we have authority. Come on, now, how many believers? They're saved, they've confessed Christ, but they're not exercising their authority. They're getting run, run over. They're getting mowed over. They're getting beat up, not taking their authority. Just letting the devil just do what he does. I know we all have our moments. We've had our moments where we just, devil just, you know what I'm saying? Just, just beating us up, right? Just lying to us, letting them just beat us up. We gotta be like, no, 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 no. You gotta go. You, gotta, you have to exercise your authority, okay? You gotta exercise your authority. Let me tell you a quick story here. And, and, and so, um, you know, uh, just like, um, Police, right? They have authority, okay? And um, many times that, that authority is abused, but there are cops that don't abuse it, right? Um, but it can be abused because that's the nature of authority when fallen man gets a hold of it, right? But I'll give you an example. Like my, my uh, when I was younger, my dad and my stepdaughter, stepmom, my dad and my stepmom used to fight a lot, 
like a lot. And so, um, meaning cops would have to come over the house. Just, uh, you know, we, you know, they call 911. My, my, my step grandma will call 911 or whoever and just be like, man, and we'd have to, we'd have to actually, they'd be fighting so much. We'd have to get out of the house. The kids get the kids out of the house. We just go to a neighbor's house just till it, you know, cause they get crazy stuff. People throwing stuff, scratching, kicking, all kind of stuff, like fighting, pretty intense. I mean, just every cuss word in the book, just screaming, just intense, right? I remember having friends over, spend the night on the weekend, and they it would it would start to pop off, and they'd be like, all in my room, just like freaked out, like, dude, like, do I gotta leave? And I remember sending friends home because it was so intense. And so there are times where the police would come over, many, a lot. Police were over the house a lot, just because of the fighting. It's intense, it get intense, you get, you know, so, there were a time where police came over. It's like he had to take somebody to jail. He had to exercise his authority because it was just getting out of hand. Okay, so so I know that it's kind of a, a negative like picture, but but the cops. I mean, he had they had to bring the peace. And so, how many times do we just let the devil just do it and we don't take our authority? And like he had to put somebody in handcuffs, right? And so um, I remember seeing my dad get taken. He had handcuffs. He had he had to go. He had scratches all over his face from a stepmom. I mean, they were fighting and they, you know what I mean? He, they had to take somebody. And so um, uh, they had to take their authority, okay? And from, even as a kid, I'm like, in that context, it was, it was traumatic just to witness all this as a child. But man, honestly, it, in knowing the craziness of my family and how they would fight. Man, the cops brought peace to the environment, you know? And I'm not saying that's everybody's story, but I'm just saying, I'm using that picture as, that's how we need to take authority spiritually in our homes, over our minds, our soul. Exercise, hey, and they're like, man, somebody's going to jail. We gotta take somebody, uh, because this is getting out of hand. And so they did, okay? And so we have to, so if they showed up and was just like, hey, and they just let them just, hey, what's up? They're just sitting there eating their donuts or whatever. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? I don't mean to be sound facetious, but you know what? Like, think about it. They just were like, yeah, whatever. Man, that, that, that's not good. That, that, that's actually corrupt, right? They're, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Bring the peace, man. Exercise your authority for the good of the children in this house, right? And so, and the people in this house, and for the own good of those that are fighting, And so we must exercise our divine authority, okay? 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 to 9. Here it is. This is Peter's uh, encouragement to to God's people at this time. And this is really good. really fits into what we're talking about. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like, like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Okay? He's running and doing his thing right now. Verse nine, what do we do? Resist him. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Resist him. We must resist the devil. We must resist him. The the Greek word resist here means to stand against. It's it's the Greek word anthestimai. Anthestimai. Anthestimai, or anti Histemi, which means uh, stand against, anti. We are anti the devil. 
anti-demons. We want to see deliverance in the hearts and lives of people. So we must resist him. We're not in some, well, our, our warfare is not with flesh and blood, right? We're not in some, we, we, we aren't like wrestling with the dead. Like, you know what I mean? We're not going to, you know, I, I believe that concept is in scripture. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, the Bible says, but against principalities are, you know, but, but it's not that we ourselves are sitting there in the natural, like doing an arm wrestling match with Satan. But the scripture says we resist him. Okay, so we stand against him. We are in a, the, this word means um, um, and, anthestemi, means we are in a contrary position, okay? We are holding our ground, okay? It means to establish our position publicly, like it's known to the devil, I'm against you. We, you know, we don't war against flesh and blood, but against principalities. We are against him. We are anti his lies, schemes, and deception. We refuse to be moved. That's what resist means. I'm not going to be moved. I'm all, it means to refuse to be pushed back. So I'm going to resist you. I'm against you. I'm going to drive you out, right? So God has given us authority, uh, right? But he's given it to us, but it is our job to learn, know, and walk in it. It's our job to resist. It's, that's what it says here. It says, man, he's running around. So, so Peter is telling the, the, the church at this time, you know, so resist him though, guys. Like push against him. Don't, don't just lay there and let him do his thing. No. What does the Bible say? What does the scripture say about the situation? What does God, no, I resist you, devil. I, I, I'm going to push against you. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. So, so we must resist. We must push back. So, so here's my next point. Um, you, you must oppose the enemy. You must oppose him. Okay? You must push back. You must stand against. You must refuse to be moved. You must hold your ground in the spirit. Okay? This is, this is who we are. We're given authority. We must exercise it. We're given authority. We must resist him. Because just because we're given authority doesn't mean the devil isn't going to try to gain access. He's a trespasser. He steals, he robs, he's a trespasser, okay? He's going to try to deceive. He's going to do it. He is going to lie to you. He's going to attempt to steal the word of God from your soul. And we must push back, stand against, refuse to be moved. You got you to you have some Holy Spirit internal grit about you. Not going to be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved, right? That was on, uh, so resist. It means to oppose fully. Okay, I'm, I'm continuing with the definition. This is what it means, okay? How, what does this mean, this word? Anthestemi, anthestemi, anti-histemi. Stand against, oppose fully. This is what it means as well. Forcefully declare one's personal conviction unswervingly stand there's this there's this aggressiveness about this word there's this this determination this it's very it's very much like a, a demonstration word too folks it says it says to forcibly forcefully declare it's, it's it's this is a vocal word i resist you devil go when jesus rebuked the devil from a, a demonized person in the synagogue in Mark 1, it says he 
rebuked him, saying, shut up and come out. So we resist him that way. We resist the devil. Forcefully declare one's personal conviction, unswervingly saying, to keep one's um, possession, what God has rightfully given you. Don't touch my stuff, devil. Get off of this. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall guard my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. I resist, I resist you to ardently withstand without giving up or letting go. Somebody say amen. Once again, you must oppose the enemy. And other people in your life need you to help them oppose him. When you pray for somebody, we're talking about deliverance. Resist the devil in your prayers. It's, it, it, this, the, the definition, okay? It, the definition means to forcefully declare. Declare is a vocal word, okay? So deliverance, we must vocalize the word. We must vocalize uh, the word of God in our mouth and our heart. We must declare it. We must speak it. This word, word of faith, word, words, logos, words, rhema, words, prophetic words, divine words, Jesus in all of his power, the son of God was before all things and in him all things consist. All things were created by him and for him and nothing was made that was made outside of him. Jesus, the son of God, born of a virgin, was begotten. He was not made. He always was. He is the I am, right? But even in who he is, in his essence, divine, Right? Yet, when he walked the earth as a man, he used his words. Said, devil, shut up and come out. Be quiet and come out. He forcefully declared the conviction of the Holy Spirit and the power of God. Somebody needs to say amen out there. You must oppose the enemy. In our prayers, the way we pray, there's times we pray and cry out to God. We describe our problem. We we, we just, we long for God. We say, God, I need you. God, help me. Amen? But there's a type of prayer here, a type of prayer where we address the devil. We tell him where to go. We resist him. We rebuke him. We vocalize it. All right? We vocalize it. And so how do we oppose, resist, push back? How? I want to give you three things. I'm going to give you three things, practical things. You know these things, but I'm just going to encourage you here. This is what it is. Okay, how do we oppose, resist, push back? Number one, prayer. Prayer, all kinds of prayer. I don't, all kinds of prayer. Worship, praise, contemplative prayer, praying in the Holy Spirit. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost and you speak in other tongues, Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. When we pray in tongues, the scripture says that we are speaking mysteries. This is what the scripture says. No one understands them. So I'm not talking about a message in tongues where it's interpreted. I'm talking about prayer, prayer. When we're praying in tongues, the Bible says we're speaking mysteries. No one understands them. We're, when we're praying in tongues, we're not edifying others. We're edifying our own spirit, the scripture says. So I'm speaking of prayer now. But any kind of prayer, declaring the word, praying the word, praying as you walk, praying as you go about your day, um, whatever it is. But create a consistent prayer rhythm in your life. Prayer, you can't go wrong with prayer, folks. It's how we exercise our authority. We have access to the creator of the universe. The Bible says that we have been given access that we have peace with God and the grace in which we now stand. We come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy, find grace to help in our time of need. That's why even in the rhythm of me as a pastor, I'm, I make sure there's just prayer in the rhythm of my pastoring. That's why I pray on 
Facebook and Instagram every other day, pretty much, right? Every Sunday, every Tuesday, every Thursday, 7 a.m. to 7.30. Why? Because I need it. I want to do it. But for a community, prayer, can't, I want, you know, people pray with me more than I preach to them. Prayer, 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 go pray, 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 all kinds of pray. Pray in the shower, pray in the car, pray, pray before you eat, pray before you go to bed, pray when you get up in the morning, like whatever, but just pray, all right? Learn about prayer, study prayer, but I'm telling you, um, I'm telling you, if you have a genuine, authentic prayer life before God, and there's a rhythm of it, there's consistency in it. Right? Jesus said, man, couldn't y'all pray one hour? You know what I'm saying? I'm sweating great drops of blood here. Where y'all at? Right? In our human nature, we resist prayer. Our flesh doesn't want to do it. The flesh fights it. The flesh is like, nah. I want you know, I, I get it. I, I'm right there with you. But prayer, I'm telling you, prayer, prayer, you can't pray um, and not get delivered. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Lord's prayer. Right? Deliver us from the evil one. Right? Prayer. Somebody say prayer. All right, so how do we oppose, resist, push back, prayer? Number two, personal Bible meditation time. And I say meditation because it's, 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 more, it's important to meditate. It's important to just get up in the Word, chew it, chew on it, chew on it, think about it, get up in the Word, make it a part of your life. Got to listen to it, listen to it while you're getting ready in the morning, looking in the mirror, right? Listen to it, pray it, hear it, preaching Word, preaching the Word. The, the, the Bible, uh, just reading it, listening to the Bible app, whatever. Devotion, Bible, reading, consistent. I'm telling you, when you read the Bible, you're resisting the devil. When you're praying, you're resisting the devil. I understand, based on the definition of the two verses we just we read. All right, I didn't read this one. I'm sorry, let me read it real quick. James 4, 7. I don't know if I did. I, I forgot if I did, but here it is. I'm going to read it again if I did. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So he's got to go. Somebody say he's got to go. Okay, so this is submit to God. This is how we, this, this is part of resisting the, the enemy. This is part of walking out our deliverance. It's prayer. Create a consistent prayer rhythm, like rhythm that it's, there's a rhythm to it. Okay, uh, personal Bible meditation time. Okay, and then here it is. Here's my next one. This is how we resist them. This is one way we resist them. Is get up and move. Do what God's called you to do. Can I get an amen? Just do what you're called to do. I think sometimes um, we, we, I think we underestimate just, just daily obedience. We just get up and get moving. Don't allow the devil to push you down, get you all isolated from God's people, isolated, you know what I'm saying, and just all, you know, all bummed out and just um, depressed and, what, and just alone. No, get up, get, get moving. Okay, get up, get moving. Uh, get doing what you're called to do. Do what you're called to do. Stay obedient to God. All right. And so, so, so why? Um, great commission. The great commission. Right. And we just read this in Matthew. And I'm, I'm going to share one more verse, and then I'm going to pray. But we just we read this in the beginning. Matthew 28, verse 18. Right. Jesus said to his disciples, "All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth." What did he say? Go therefore. Go. Get up. Go. How do we exercise our authority? Go. Get up, move, do it, do it. Sometimes even just walking in your authority, folks, uh, is, is, is just getting up on Monday, getting back in there and, and, and grinding away. As a believer, walk in your authority. Amen. Get up and move and do what God has called you to do. Pastor Sean, I don't feel like it. Get up. Pastor Sean, it ain't easy. Get up. 
Come on now, get up. You know, like like uh, when Jesus um, and the apostles, when people were laying there sick, they get up, get up, get up, get up and move. All right. I hope this is encouraging you today. All right. Here it is. I'm going to end with this verse. End with this verse because this is really what we're going to continue with next week. But 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not earthly. They're not natural. Okay? They're not of this world. But they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Okay? This is, this is we have spiritual artillery. We are empowered. We are equipped. We are armed in the Spirit of God. We are armed by the Word, armed in the Holy Spirit, in all the aspects of even the armor of God spoken about in Ephesians chapter 6. I'm telling you, uh, you, you need to oppose the enemy. And, and this, is, this, is, this, is, this is daily. This is our life. This is when we signed up to serve the Lord. We signed up and said, Jesus, be my Lord. I'm telling you, we signed up. This is a, this is a military operation, folks. There is an enemy out there, a real enemy. And he has people bound. He has people lost. He has people confused and depressed and suicidal and, and, I, I'm, and idolatrous and envious and all this other stuff that he tempts us with. And we are here to take authority over him and to take ground for the kingdom of God. So come on now. You must oppose the enemy. Exercise your authority. You're a believer. What does that mean? You have delegated authority. The God that we serve, who is he? He is the God of authority. He is all authority. And he has delegated to us authority to take over the works and lies of the devil. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. I thank you for the divine authority you have sanctioned us all with, that you have given us delegated authority. We are ambassadors of the kingdom of God. So I pray that we walk with all of the dignity, all of the, all of the right and the privilege of being sons and daughters of the Most High God. We thank you, Lord, that as we, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And so as we walk this earth, we thank you, the devil is under our feet. You have given us authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and given us authority over all the power of the enemy. I pray that you just stir people to take their authority today in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that they, as a result of taking authority, will experience deliverance themselves and they will see their loved ones and those in their world experience true deliverance and freedom in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. I love you guys. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, Join us for one of our weekend gatherings and don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.